Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May 1st, 2024 at 1130 Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life-changing direct services provided to more than 40,000 children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there. Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batched bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. It's a totally different vibe to go hang out with your friends at a restaurant than at a bar. Right. I just simply don't understand it. You want to keep people. You want them to eat dinner. You want them to go to a show and you want them to stick around and stay there spending their money in your mixed-use development. Why wouldn't you have it? You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. We recently announced big news of a new dining and drink destination opening in Midtown. And while that's always fun news to share, it once again left me beating the same drum. Why are there no real bars in North Hills and Village District, two of the hottest areas outside of downtown? And before you at me about real bars, bar, I mean no food, just a great spot for a drink and exclusively 21 and up. With me today to chat about my pet peeve (laughs) is (laughs) Editor-in-Chief Melissa And I'm sure she is tired of hearing me whine and rant about this. No, I love a good rant. I will never grow tired of it. And I totally agree with you. Um, But right now, uh, this is kind of like funny because this isn't something you've never ranted about before. But two things are colliding. Like we have this exclusive news about a new quote unquote bar coming to Midtown as we're deep in our best bars issue. We're about to go to the printer for that. And all of a sudden, it sort of just reignites this conversation about how come any quote-unquote bar that opens outside of downtown has food? There are no just drinking-only destinations. I simply don't get this. In fact, the closest thing that existed in Midtown to a real bar was Midtown Grill before it closed. I loved that bar so much that I literally—and again, because it felt like it was divided and separate— 
but that I literally convinced Max Truello and his partner Kip into considering opening Gina's. I wasn't really going to call it that, <laughs> but I said, here's the deal. There needs to be a bar, a true bar, wine, cocktails, bourbon, a couple of beers, but the space was being gutted, so it couldn't happen. I but feel my, like Max and Kip would have done it if they could. I, they, they literally <laughs> met with people at North Hills. My point being, if I'm going to dinner, I, might, I will have a drink somewhere else before dinner. And after dinner, I don't want to sit at the same table where my dirty dishes were, my food, even if you clear it, and have a drink after dinner. I want to, I want to go somewhere else. And yeah. there's nothing at North Hills or Village District like that. And I don't understand it. I, I just don't. It just occurred to me that that's why you like the bar at J. Alexander so much, because it's a bar. Even though it's, yes. it's I mean, it's a restaurant, but the bar is separate. separate. Kind of like Sullivan's or right. places yeah. like that. I guess steakhouses in general do that. But interesting. But it's it, it really, I don't understand it, because if what you hear about the restaurant business is that they make all their money from alcohol sales. Mm-hmm then why do you insist on having food in a bar in these two areas? That's true. I mean, food costs are exorbitant to start, not to mention the staffing, not to mention the permits, which just got even more, Mm -hmm. you know, intricate uh, this year. Yeah. The other proof proof that I'm not crazy is that Scott Crawford just purchased Atlantic Lounge. So Crawford, Stanberry— Garland, when it was open, you dined at their bar, mm-hmm. Jolie. Mm-hmm. You can't walk in there and have a drink before dinner, right? Right. right. You are; those seats are reserved for diners. So Scott buys Atlantic Lounge because he now wants a bar. A he he knows he's got people waiting, but it's missed. I look at his missed income. I'm not speaking for Scott, but I look at it and go, they're going to go somewhere and have a drink before dinner or after dinner, and it's not going to be in your restaurant. Yeah, I mean, anytime I was going to Jolie or um, Crawford and Son, we either went to Wilco or one of the other bars over there um, because, I mean, I guess those are highly reserved restaurants. You know, you don't typically— you can, but you don't typically walk into those restaurants. So if you have a reservation—but even with a reservation, I feel like— whether it's a drink before or after, that's something that when you're going to a dinner that nice is kind of an event that right. would just always do. And you're right. Like, if you can't get one at the bar, then you would go somewhere else. Like, I'm not going to just sit at my table longer. Also, as someone who used to work in the service industry, no offense, but, like, I would rather people get up than sit there and order another drink and turn the table over. Right. I mean, that's why a lot of restaurants right now still have, like, 90-minute limits for their, for their dining service. Right. They don't want you to camp out. So if you're not giving people a bar— to, to stand and drink at, and you know, and they can't sit at the table. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of smart to— Well, and I'm not calling out. I mean, obviously, I love going to North Hills, and I love Village District. I love both areas. And mm-hmm. I their management hears from me all the time because I'm constantly asking when there's an empty space, why isn't it just a bar? Why isn't it just a bar? And it's, it's not because I just want to go to a bar. It's that I don't understand that missing element. You've got every kind of workout spot, a retail store for every fetish on the planet. I mean, anything you can drink, even workout places. There's a rowing place. There's a cycling place. There's there's, a yoga place. Right. (laughs) But yet there is not a bar where I can go and have a drink that, because let's face it, folks, short of Stanberry and Crawford, most restaurants, well, first of all, legally, if they serve food, you can bring kids. Right. So- 
Right. It's a different experience. But we had an experience, and this is, I I shared this with Chris Widmeyer and Brooke and Alan at Village District because I I love what's happening at Village District. I love that they've opened good nights and they're really in this mode of, for a long time, Village District was really that nine to six kind of place. You went for services, lunch, shopping, mm-hmm. but you weren't having a great dinner and staying late night. Well, now that Good Nights has got shows there, so we take the team. We go see Pete Davidson. We walk out of the show. It's 10 o'clock, 10, 15, whatever it is, and we go to Village, we go to Village Draft House for a beer. Remember this? Oh, we yeah. order a drink, and I go back to the bar to get a second round, and it's 11.01, and he goes, we're closed. And I was like, the place is full. It is packed with people who are laughing and telling stories about Pete Davidson, and they go, no, no, we're closed. See, okay, I lived in Village District for like 10 solid years. I moved out in 2018, so cue the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. But what shocked me about that night was people were saying that things weren't open as late in Village District anymore, but I didn't think that Draft House was one of them. That was open until 2 when I lived on the street that it's on. It's obviously not This now. was a Saturday night, yeah. and they closed at 11. Yeah, and I mean, unless, I mean, fact check me, but unless I have lost my mind, I am pretty sure that was open until 2 daily when I lived over there. Now, the other, everything else, that was the only kind of bar and it still had food, to your point, right? And it was very much a sports but still, bar. But now it doesn't even stay open until It's a.m. past 11, and there's shows going on at good nights. Yeah. That, that we went to the early show, or the, there was still a late show behind us that was going that night. I mean, and also, you know, even when that was, even when I lived there and that was up until 2, to your point, that wasn't a proper bar. So the only time I really found myself there that late was like, Really, you're on the way home and like, oh, let's go have one more. But otherwise, we were downtown proper because you don't— it's a totally different vibe to go hang out with your friends at a restaurant than at a bar. Right. Like, if you just want to go sit at a bar and have a drink with your friends, you're not going to go to a restaurant because that's where you would go to have a meal. I mean, at least unless there's a detached bar, like you were saying. Right. I just simply don't understand it. I don't understand, again— it just doesn't add up. One plus one doesn't equal two here because if that's what they make their money off of, yeah, is alcohol. And you want to keep people, you want them to eat dinner, you want them to go to a show, and you want them to stick around and stay there spending their money in your mixed-use development. Why wouldn't you have it? Not only that, but yeah, good point. Like, there is something for everyone. You still have the other places that are family-friendly. There are plenty of those in Village District and Midtown. For sure. So why not have one that's more geared toward nightlife? Well, and the one I really don't understand, and, you know, anyone who knows me knows that Dram and Draft is one of my favorite bars. Mm -hmm. I love their space at Fenton. It's, you know, rooftop bar. It's beautiful. It's got a great patio. Mm -hmm. But they were required in their lease when they signed it they had to serve food, which makes them have to be open, Mm -hmm. family friendly. Mm -hmm. So they serve lunch, which means that by by serving food, they have to be open to all, all the time, which means you can be, you know, not, I'm not complaining about them. This was part for them to be at Fenton. They had to do this, but I don't understand why Fenton doesn't want just a bar. Yeah. It's really fascinating because for anybody who's been to that bar, I mean, it screams cocktail bar. Like it's so upscale, it's hip elegant, and upscale and, um, be- you know, amazing craft cocktails, and, and which are, you know, the ones you likely get at the other locations. But 
it's not the place I would want to take a, a, my kid. You know, yeah, well, and I mean, I, you have kids. You love your kids. I love but my kids. But aren't, I, no, we've talked about this before. If you really want to have a drink with your kids, there's also this amazing set of craft breweries, breweries. that didn't exist. You know, when my kids were little, that yeah. thing didn't exist. Yeah, and actually, I have family coming to visit next weekend, and they have a range of kids from one to eight. And I was like, this is where I would go to Tap Yard. I right. would go to Linwood, and they they're built for that. You know, like oh, yeah. especially like Linwood and Wilson's, and you have the food. There's games. They want, that's what they want, you know, and everything has a market. I just think it's interesting to try to force bars into this niche, like, family-friendly. I I mean, maybe Fenton, I can't speak for them, but maybe they see themselves as, like, an all-inclusive. But you're talking about when you've got— 15 concepts out there, we're talking about one out of 15. You know, that's that's what's interesting. But it's the same thing yeah. at North Hills. I've been saying this since, Lord, Mira opened years ago. And you know where Cousin's Main Lobster was beside that, that little tiny spot? That would have, I told G. Patel way back then, that would have made a great little cocktail bar. Little bourbon, because it's tiny. Yeah, and, yeah. But I'm, I just don't. And I am super excited. I'm going to let you tell the story because we broke this news. Ha-ha. <laughs> Exclusive, and I'm I'm excited for what's going in where Midtown Grill is. Don't misunderstand me because I think this looks absolutely beautiful, and it's a it's a need that exists in North Hills and Midtown, and I'm yeah. excited for it. But I don't understand why everything has to have food. Yeah, so I think it's important. That's why we said off the top, like this kind of was all born out of a realization because of this exclusive news. But we're still very excited about oh, this. Yeah. Um, so it's called Foxcroft Wine Company. Um, if you've heard of it, it's because they actually do have a couple other locations in sh- in Charlotte. They have a trio of locations in Charlotte, and they have one in Greenville, South Carolina. I've so, been to that one. Oh, yeah? Greenville. And uh, Lauren just came back mm-hmm. from Greenville for a press trip, so y'all stay tuned for that. But Greenville's a super cool city. So this sp- speaks to me that these are the cities that they're in because, obviously, they have great concepts in these cities. Um, but anyway, it's been around, though, in those iterations since 2004, and I think what's really cool now is for them to come here now and say, hey, we've been doing this for 20 years. We've really honed our concept. Um, But to your point, it is not just a bar, even though it is a wine company. Um, They also have a from scratch kitchen um, and an eclectic selection of wines by the glass. They feel like, like I said, they really refined their model to create a full service restaurant and they have small plates. Uh, They're designed to be shared, which I think is nice with wines. Um, and then they have an extensive selection of wines at their other locations, like 40 that are by the glass. Um, and they say thousands by the bottle. So we'll, we'll, I'll be interested to see about that so we can drink through our way through them. But um, I think, you know, I thought that their turn of phrase of the concept is, quote, deceptively simple was really interesting. I will say, I when we saw the renderings, this is something it's worth, so you know, we love that you listen to us, but it's worth taking a look at our Instagram or um, newsletter because the photos are really interesting. So this is going in. If you think about where Midtown Grill is, it's next to Lululemon and Main and Taylor Shoes. Mm-hmm. They had a small patio and you kind of mm-hmm. walk through it to go down the sidewalk. Well, they're losing the parking spots yep. right in front of, which needed to happen because yeah. you know what I don't want to sit there and look at the front of your car yeah. while I'm having a exactly. drink. Exactly. So losing those parking spots, cheers. <laughs> and it's really well done. The lighting, the table, I really like yeah, how gorgeous. it fits. It's really pretty. It reminds me a lot of the story that we broke about Village District and what was going in where Carolina Cafe was. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. It's sort of a wine bar. Mm-hmm. Is it Positano? Positano. It's uh 
similar in concept to Barcelona downtown. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at shopvillagedistrict, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit bottlemix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's bottlemixx.com. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I was even thinking too at North Hills, um, which I guess this extends this with a more, a fuller kitchen, but the other side of North Hills is going to has Vita Vite. Right. So obviously that's a wine bar, but there it's more like charcuterie, yeah, you know, so cheese, this would be boards. a more complete uh, experience with the food. But um, I, I grew up in North Hills and like, I've spent a lot of time there. I know you spent a lot of time and we're talking about the Midtown Grill space, of course, which is next to that Starbucks on the corner on one right. side, the old Harris Cedar on the other side, which is total wine now, I think just to position you guys. And you're totally right. I loved Midtown Grill, but I didn't like sitting on the patio because it didn't feel like a patio experience, like a credit I would give to, if we jump back to Village District, Canteen 18 or, um, uh, we were just talking about draft, draft house. house. Yes, is that while you are literally in a parking lot on those patios, they've managed to do them in a way where at least, especially Cantina for me, feels like you're on a patio. They've got the roll-up door. Um, you can kind of face inward and not feel like you're just looking at parked right. cars. Um, I don't think that's something that was able to be achieved at Midtown Grill before. So Foxcroft is, yeah, that it looks beautiful. Well, I mean, it used to be Cappers. I don't know if I do remember that. That yeah. was my grandparents' favorite restaurant well, besides Bloomsbury. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a special place at one point for me. I mean, I loved that spot. So, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm glad something cool is coming there, and I'm glad they're utilizing it, and I'm happy for them. So this has nothing to do with them. It has to do oh, with the yeah. concept that as we are doing our – the voting just closed for Best Bars, and we'll yeah. announce the winners in our February issue. And – you know, people always go, oh, there's so much of it at downtown. And the reality is that's where most of the bars are. Mm-hmm. We have categories like best, you know, brewery and bottle shop and restaurant bar. But beyond that, the rest are true bars. Yeah, I was thinking about it when we were talking about this. And we're starting to see one or two. You know, I would complain being in West Raleigh, but a little bit north, like just above PNC in that Blue Ridge Corridor area. 
that there wasn't any bars over there. And I, it's funny. It wasn't really until we started really, your rant. And we really started talking about this. And I'm like, wait, I've always kind of been in a bar d- desert, North Hills, Village District, now West Raleigh. Now the mix has come in over there and they actually don't have food. So that's a proper bar. They don't, but they are a real bar. But, I don't know what the wording we should well, use. Well, and I just, a dedicated bar. What I will say is I really like the mix and, and we do a lot there, but they're also a bottle shop and they're wine yeah. shop. And yeah. so they have, they, their space serves a lot of masters, if you will. Yeah. There's not that big wingback chair, dim lit for a cocktail. I love, I go to mix way yeah, more no, than you're I should. Right, if anything, the mill kind of answers the call, even though, again, that's a restaurant, but they have a bump out bar. They do. And there are a lot of people that just go there yeah. and have a drink. I've leave. never been in the dining room or sat on the patio there. I've only been it's in the It's funny. Bar. I've sat at the bar with you, I think, twice, but otherwise I've been on the patio a couple of times. And it's Jay Alexander's. I've, I've, I think I've eaten in the restaurant one time with a client, but the rest of the time I'm at the bar. And it's not just about drinking. It's just about atmospherically what I enjoy. But well, that I, and you're meeting a lot for business or yes. conversation and, you know, socially – and when you're doing that, when you're having a meal, food. yeah, I mean, this is actually something that came up in the dating world, like for a lot of people on, for you know, for on the apps or whatever, a lot of people are like, oh, let's meet for dinner. And it's like a hard and fast rule for me mm. not to do that anymore on a first date. Long. It's too long, first of all. But second of all, somebody made a good point because when you just tell people it's because it's too long, they don't like that. They're like, oh, you're already being cynical. It's like, Jesus. But the other thing is if it's food, you're focused on the menu, you're right. focused on eating, you're right. focused Not on— the conversation. What, yeah, and instead of the person. And I, I'm like, that's— That's a better, more politically it is correct a good answer. reason, yeah. Because you can always have more than one drink. You can hang out as long as you want. You can go get dinner if you're having fun. Right. But, you know, for that initial icebreaker. And I think that just holds true no matter what you're talking about. If you're in a business meeting and you're having a drink, you can just— Focus on that person as opposed to the server. Are you ready to take an order? Are you ready to do this? Well, and there are a lot of people smarter than me. So there's got to be someone out there who is in commercial development who will give me a call or send me an email and explain why this is happening and why, especially in Raleigh, because you don't see it in Atlanta. You don't see it in Phoenix. You don't see it in Richmond. So I'm curious. I have a theory because you said it, and then it it dawned on me because you, you said Fenton. And like they wanted them to have it, and we don't. I don't know that to be true at say North Hills. Um, I think that when you are serving alcohol with no food, like food's sort of a safety net, right? But don't you think maybe? So I'm wondering if this is holdover from the fact that you could you you couldn't just be a bar without being a private club where you paid the dollar to get the card. Well, the law changed last year. It also could be a holdover from COVID where people are scared to go all in on being a bar because if the shit hits the fan again, you've got food. I know it ain't happening, but I'm just saying, think about it. The bars were the ones that were truly iced out. I don't, but this has been going on long before No, no, you're right. It has. Because I've been preaching this for a while. I I mean, I, I just really think there must be something connected to the holdover that the laws have changed in North Carolina, that you're not a private club and had to have a membership. No, you're probably right, actually. And people keep forgetting that. Yeah, you don't have to Because people that. ask me all the time, because suddenly, like Crank Arm, has a full bar. They have a liquor license and a full bar. And, and somebody said, how is that possible? They're a brewery. And I said, the laws have changed. Yeah. And so you're starting to see more breweries that have full-service bars which is a big change. Yeah, because up until that happened, if, if anybody's been, say, to Watson Ward, you had to have a dollar to go yeah. down the stairs. You had and to a have lot a card. You had to be a landmark. landmark. 
You know, all these people, I mean, the ones that were following the law, like, you couldn't enter unless and you it's, had— And it's great that it's changed. It was too much onus on the bars to have a, an active list, and they had to be able to say to anybody sitting at the bar, if, if somebody ALE walked in, that person's name is in the book. It was— Oh, it yeah, was thank God once the technology caught up to, they could scan your ID, ID right. and tell if you had a membership or not. But even then, like, we've covered this, I don't carry cash. I don't have a dollar. Yeah, don't <laughs> mug her. She doesn't have a dollar. I've gotten better. I now have kids. And I'm also funny about I'm not going to pay 3% to use my card or whatever it is at a bar or restaurant. You're not going to charge me. Don't even get me started. No, listen, this is jumping horses, but guess what? The viral post on one of the—it was like, I don't know if it's the New York Times or the Washington Post or what, but it was a it was a query. And the viral post this week was, um, should you tip your cashier for ringing you up? Oh, my God. <laughs> No, and we should we should do a story on that just so we can do a podcast on it. <laughs> no, and don't flip that screen around in front of me when I just paid four dollars for you know a cup of coffee. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, couple of quick questions since we were talking about our two. We love, for the record, we love Village District and we love. North Hills. I, I, I do mean, truly spend way them, too much yeah. money in both places. <laughs> this is about what I want to see out there. So, what is your favorite place for a drink at Village District or a nightcap? Yeah. So, I guess, like I was saying, I guess when I think of a drink, I do think of Draft House. There, I'm just not a big beer drinker. So, Ooh, I, I just, mean, they have liquor. But. I've got a. I I do have scoop. People don't know this. Do you know that good nights? You don't have to have tickets. If, if you want to just pop oh, yeah. downstairs and have a, a, a true cocktail in a real bar, you can do that. And if there are tickets available, you could buy a ticket or not, but you can have a drink down there. I really think we should do a, a dedicated story on that. And I also think we need to clear up the confusion of when that bar closes because it's, I don't think it's at the end of the last show, though. I think it's like when the last show starts or, yeah. we need I to don't know, that out. we need to figure that out. But, but yeah. mine, you know, I'm probably a, at Village Draft House, I'm like, I'm not a big beer drinker. Mm-hmm. If it I am, it's Bud Light. Sorry, don't want to offend anybody, but beer's not my thing. <laughs> but Canteen 18, if I can sit upstairs at the bar. I've picky know, as I am, aren't I? Don't you know, I just sound like a picky I person? Love it. When I saw like when we talked about earlier and I was starting to say that, is like, oh my God. I mean, Cantina is easily one of my favorite well, lunch, which is funny, spots in the city. And you know, I've never sat upstairs. I think one it's a time, good spot. but it's not a- at the bar. Yeah, that's. I mean, when you saw, I was like, I forgot there was a bar up there. I'm, but you always find me on a patio, so. And I'm always yeah, sitting at the bar. Yeah. Um, favorite spot in Midtown? Um, well, I guess I would have to say right now it's Vita Vite um, for like bubbles, but we do that after we close a lot. Uh, we'll go get a glass, but I don't know that I have a cocktail quote unquote I'll bar over there. Tell ya. I like Stir's Bar. They do make good drinks. Uh, it is, it's, it's part of it is the indoor outdoor bar. Mm-hmm. Part of it is that Santa Claus, JD, works over yes. there, and I like JD, and he's always fun. And you'll know exactly who he is if he's working. And I say Santa Claus when you walk in, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. He's fantastic. Say hello. I have a bat, uh, an embarrassing moment at Capitol Grill. Ooh, I like Capitol so. Grill's bar. I like Prosecco, and they serve it in about an 18 inch tall flute, and. At 6 o'clock with all the suits in there, I knocked over a glass and broke it into my food, which our whole table's food that had just arrived. And it was mortifying, 
But it was also mortifying because no one from the serving staff would come help, would help come clean it up. They wanted Stop. no part of it. Our food had glass in it, and um, are you serious? We left as you should. Well, I could eat my food. Well, right, and no one was helping you. No, so I, and it and again, it was my fault. And so I don't drink out of an eighteen inch glass anymore. No, Nothing that I tall. I can't, <laughs> I'm I'm not clumsy, but there's a little tight. Champagne flutes are, they're just a disaster waiting to happen, period. Yeah. They're so fragile. I've decided like a coupe. Yeah. It's good they make them stemless now. Cheers to bars. Cheers. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.